Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast. My name's Sean McDuff and I'm delighted to introduce a stellar lineup here tonight to talk through all things Rangers. First of all, we have Davey Park. Davey, how are you? I'm smashing Colin and uh, good to see you guys. Uh, yeah, good. I mean, it's uh, all looking forward to Thursday because, uh, I mean, we're playing Dortmund. Uh, I know we're going to get on later on to uh, where, we, where we've been, so... Where we are now is is a long way from where we were. So, talking about where we've been, um, quite a quite a lot of brilliant feedback coming through for the ten questions that you done last week. Listeners, oh. if you've not um, not listened to it, your Davy's got a tale or two. So, but aye, Davy, your your ten questions pod went down a storm. Is it I? Was, uh, I mean, do you get feedback, Colin, and 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 listening and to comments? I mean, I, I, I to my shame, I haven't. Actually, listen to I get uh, feedback on uh, YouTube and uh, uh, on Acast, Apple, and all that, and just generally oh. uh, like text with folk who listen to it. Is a few of my mates have said, "Oh, boy's a character." Um, they absolutely love the story about uh, what your man done with the Celtic ball. But for them that have oh. not listened, go back and check. That ball uh, ended up running over a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Also joining us tonight, finally recovering from hosting the Post Old Fun podcast, Mason. It's nice to see you back, mate. David, two Davids, uh, Colin Paceman back on, mate. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting over that one, I think. I uh, really enjoyed hosting, though, but uh, the result's still a bit bit sore. But I'm hoping we can um, have a good week this week and um, you know get back to uh, winning ways in the, in the, in the league again. And it was a perfect night to have you hosting, Mason, because as I said off air, that, um, we, we get the odd Tim listening uh, and 
obviously a lot of times would have been listening then. So to be opened by somebody called Mason is just poetic justice. It really was. And last but certainly not least, our overseas correspondent. Um, very fitting to have a bell in Germany this this week, David Tomlinson. How are you, Davy? Yeah, great. Doing great. Just still trying to get the mud off the inside of my television from from the game and Annan on Saturday. <laughs> and I even watched 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 this off the game for a wee while, and the the part there was absolutely terrible. So that when they, they kept trying to keep the the lenses, the cameras clean, you know it's bad weather. <laughs> I know. Um, that's. <laughs> I'll be like most people where if I don't get to an away game and Rangers are winning and it's bouncing, you absolute sense of jealousy. I didn't have that on Saturday night, I'll be completely honest. So, um, on to the Annan game itself. Rangers made 11 changes to the starting lineup for a Scottish Cup tie away to the Borders. Um, Davey Pollock, we'll start with you. Were you surprised to see so many changes or was that kind of what you expected? No, I was I was genuinely surprised. There was actually that it was a clean sweep because I I didn't expect to see eleven changes. But I mean, the, we're playing a, a division two side, Annan. But I would have to say that the it all went to plan, really, didn't it? You know, from the outset. But it was good to see Ramsey getting on and uh, obviously Big Phil returning, which was excellent to see. And you know, during the course of the first half. Once we'd gone a couple up, I was wanting them off, <laughs> get them off, get them out of there. The job is done, so do not be uh, risking them, you know, on that plastic pitch anymore. The weather was uh, horrendous, wasn't it? I mean, it's horizontal rain. But the the team went out. I thought the boy at right back did quite well, the young Polish boy. So yeah, very pleasing. And and then the subs come on. I mean, it really went as as well as we could have hoped it it could because you know we managed to get a. Uh, Alex Lowry on and Charlie McCann to see, you know, uh, a wee introduction to, to first-team football for them. Obviously, it's not going to be uh, the real thing, but it's it's a warm-up to the to the main event. No, I thought it went very well. <clears throat> Even although we had uh, 11 changes, there were still nine international players that we, we managed to put out. So they were really still... Far above and an athletic. Well, they should have been anyway. I mean, that, that wasn't really a surprise that they, they should have actually been more, I think, than three. Aye. And it's, it's one, of these, one of these occasions where you, it's very hard for a team like Rangers to come out like 100% glowing because it's, you know, you, you're expected to play. Oh, like, play as many many players as possible to try and get more minutes but if you shake it up too much and people complain and if um, you go 2-3-0 up and go very comfortable then people say you're taking the foot off the gas or if you let it go 1-0 and you keep trying you're, the fans will come back and say oh listen we should have scrubbed them so it's, I think this it's came off really positive and we don't always uh, we don't always play against lower, lower division competition uh, or division teams and come away with no mountain groans. So, absolutely great weekend. Uh, Mason, let's talk about the the highlights um, and not just of the game, but of the, the team selection. Big Phil Hollander, my hero, my my favourite Swede outside ABBA. Um, it's great to see him back. 
Oh, yeah. Um, as I said, early, one of the earlier pods, that um, Halanda, for me, best centre-half at the club, definitely the best defender at the club anyway. And um, just you realise three minutes in uh, to the game when he wins the first header that, you know, we, we've not had that for the last, you know, few weeks. And guy uh, goes and gets a goal as well. And I'm well happy that Halanda's back, I hope. Um, to be honest, that he starts this Sunday against Dundee United because um, he's not in the European squad, is he? So, um, hopefully he's fresh to, to come in for that Sunday. Um, but no, it was all boxes ticked, really. Clean sheet, um, three goals, no injuries, minutes for Ramsey. Davis as well got some minutes. And we got to see, um, yeah, the, the right back, the David, uh, I'll, I'll let you say his name, Colin. Um, but I thought, yeah, no, I thought he, he looked good. I know it's only Annan, but um, he, he could have had three assists at the weekend, to be honest. Um, Ruth, Ruth could have uh, had a couple, but a couple more, but... Um, no, I was pleased to see Ruth get a goal as well because um, after the old firm performance, he's another one that come under a lot of criticism. But his goal, I think he's the only one in the squad that can that can score uh, a goal like that. So uh, nice, yeah. It was it was not the best watch. I mean, as as uh, David said, the weather was terrible and the picture was awful as well. But you know, at the end of the day, no complaints. Job done. Next round and uh, go from there. David Tomlinson, I'll come to you. I don't know if I've spoken to you about Holander uh, on any of these pods, um, so be keen to get your your thoughts on him. Um, Mason mentioned that he'd like to see him go to any team on Sunday away to Dundee United. And as much as I don't like too many players rushing back from injury, but I absolutely think he is what we've been missing. He's got he's got that natural ability as a centre half, not just to play well, but he has the ability to talk to full defence through a game, and I'm including full backs and centre, whoever he partners the centre half. And I think the the way we've struggled for form defensively uh, this year, uh, this calendar year so far, it's a no-brainer for me. He goes back in. Well, I'm going to shock you. He's not one of my favourites. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> I, I actually, I, I actually preferred Cattage when Cattage was fully fit. I just think. Yeah, there's no pace. And I remember the game against the Portuguese uh, team uh, where, where the guy gave him about 40 yards at start and left him left him about 10 yards behind him. So, yeah, he's very, very slow. I'm not, I'm not a great fan of him. I mean, I realise I realize his, his vision is second to none. He knows everything that's going to happen before it happens. But he just seems to lack a lot of pace. But... Would I put him into the team? I would say I'd put him into the team. I think first in Dortmund, and see how he does. Give at least give him sixty minutes. Um, He's not but, in the European squad, so he'll definitely oh, not be playing in Dortmund. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. No, obviously that it can't be. Um, would I put him in against Dundee United? Uh, well, the only the only other the only other uh, thing would be putting. Bassey back in, and I'm definitely not a foul. I'd rather have hell under the Bassey, that's for sure. There we go. David Pollock, I think you just about got whiplash here when you were nodding your head about Hillander going in. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of the first names in the team sheet, if not the first, because uh, Big Phil uh, reads the game, his experience, you know, he, you're right. I mean, he doesn't have blistering pace. But you know his experience of the game, you know, compensates largely for a large amount of that. And European games really shouldn't be the measure of him because he's uh, here for fifty-six. So we've got twelve games left, and Big Phil will be an integral part of that team for us to get over the line here. So no, Big Phil goes straight back in on Sunday, 
Uh, if he doesn't last the 90 minutes, so be it. I think we just take the lesson from Annan that, you know, if he gets 60 minutes plus, then we, uh, as soon as we're a couple of goals up, we withdraw him, uh, save him for, for the next important game. You know, Big Phil is a large piece of the jigsaw for me. Mason, another player that I was really good to, really pleased to see get a, get a start was Aaron Ramsey. Um, I said last week that he he has to get as much game time early on as possible because he's he, he needs that to become a regular player in the team and and be able to have an impact. What I loved more than seeing him start was the the schoolboy like manner that he just wanted the ball every second of that game. Yeah, do you know what? He set the tone and his attitude. Someone like that coming in and, and, and away at Annan. It could have been, <clears throat> as, as we said, with the weather, the pitch, it could have been a really sticky fixture. But Ramsey coming, he did look a little bit rusty, which you, which you would expect because he's not played a lot of football. But um, he always wanted the ball. Um, there was one ball, I think he plays through to Sakala. I think it might have been at 1-0. And he, there's no space and he, he managed to clip it over. It was, it, was, it was quality and he also scored, but it was offside. But... You just see glimpses of what he's going to give us, especially um, I'm excited to see him in games at Ibrox when teams are sitting deep with him on the ball because he can just pick them passes out. Um, but in terms of more game time, I actually wouldn't start him this Thursday, to be honest with you. I'd give him 20, 25 minutes and then he's another one that I would be looking to, to, to start against Dundee United. So I'm not sure he can do the two games a week yet, um, but um, definitely um, pleased to see him get a start. David Tomlinson, coming back to you, um, I know you you were a big fan of how Ahmed Diallo played at the weekend as well, so um, kind of similar to Ramsey, I, I was wondering how he would apply himself coming through the, the glamour and the heights of the English Premier League to playing uh, the back of a cow shed doing the Scottish Borders, um, but you, you were a fan of him. Yeah, well, I think he played great in, uh, in Saturday. Um, he, he didn't. He was stuck out in the wing like he was in the first game he played. He seemed to have a more midfield, central midfield role, and he was into everything. He was he was tackling. He was he was taking tackles. He was really uh, really getting stuck in, and I really thought I really thought he was the best player in the park. Uh, to be honest, on on Saturday. Davey, another few, sorry, Davey Park, another couple of highlights, um, real positives uh, this game was game time for Charlie McCann, Alex Lowry and Leon King. Um, just looking at my notes here, I've actually mistyped Leon and <laughs> typed Lion King, um, but it's definitely not uh, Simba, it was Leon King. Um, but this is probably where... Kind of Nathan Patterson aside, nobody has had too much game time over the last couple of years. Going back to how we should be applying ourselves for these games, the senior players should be getting the game done and dusted early on and allowing the young boys to come on and get minutes in. So it's really pleased to see that A, we've done that, and B, the, the young boys came on and they did not look out of place at all. Absolutely, Colin. I think we got ourselves into the position where we could bring these guys on, you know, and I, I'm hoping that uh, Gio will have recorded his, his pre-match team talk on Sunday because clearly it worked. Because the, as, as Mason's pointed out, the attitude of Arne Ramsey and Ahmed Diallo going out there, you know, playing in Annan, as you said, when, you know, we're granny's, not quite granny's healing name, but we're out in the sticks, 
you know, on an, an AstroTurf pitch with horizontal rain, but the guys uh, from the outset got on with the job. Uh, and I'm hoping that that team talk will just put, put on loop for each of the games that are remaining this season because it was, you know, the, the application from the outset got us three goals up and now we're comfortable into the second half. We can introduce the younger team, which is uh, gives them minutes, gives them a wee experience of what they can expect. You know, when a big guy who's uh, six feet two between the eyes comes charging towards you. So it's... Uh, they, they will meet quite a few of that, but it was it was excellent to see. It's, I thought it was uh, scripted by Geo in advance, and it all went to plan. Get the get the game done and dusted. Put them away. You know, within ten minutes, Anna had a goal down, and you could just see their their shoulders shrink as as they realised. You know, our, the the dream that I had last night ain't happening. <laughs> so that's uh, pretty much mission accomplished for Rangers. And I just hope we have the same attitude on Sunday. Thursday night, you know, will take care of itself. If you can't get your self up for the Westfalen Stadium in Germany against Dortmund, then uh, you shouldn't have a Rangers shirt on. But when going to Tannadice, you know, I think we have to uh, pick up from some of the away games we've had recently, where we have to see from the outset, guys, you know, see what we did last week, do it this week. I think... Um uh, Lowry, he, he's been on in, in bigger games as well, and he and he's certainly not been one of the worst players in the pack. In fact, he was man of the match, I think, in one games. I mean, the, the young boy, man of the match. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's he's shown his class, uh, even even against the bigger teams, not not just teams like Anon Athletic. Another thing I was going to bring up when we were talking about Ramsey was. Um, he, he, he certainly his first touch was wasn't great at times, but and there was an awful lot of players that couldn't get the first touch going because I mean that plastic park, the ball must have been skidding off at, at, at some rate, so it's really difficult to 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 make a, to judge somebody. I mean even Sakawa, he uh, first touch was was pretty poor at times as well, and certainly a very good first touch when, the, when it shot the roof of the net, <laughs> but. Um, well, we can have a discussion in that one whether he meant it or not or whether he didn't mean it. So, Mason, I, I want my strikers to be greedy, hungry to claim every goal. So I don't blame him for claiming it. But I'm not having that he meant that. I'm a fuck. <laughs> I ain't but to be honest with you. Um, nah, nah, not a, not a chance. Do you know what, you know what made me laugh about it? The camera angle. So it, the camera angle changes. The ball went to him, so it actually made it look even better as well. But uh, oh, you got to love Sakala, though. I think someone said it to me the other day. He could make a, a statue smile, couldn't he? He's just one of them players that we've got that just—he's really infectious, and uh, he's got—he's another one got great attitude. Um, I don't know if he'd be good enough to be a starter for us long term, if I'm being honest. But he's definitely an impact player and uh, someone that gives 110 percent, which is as supporters, that's all we want. But. Um, his, his actual goals to games for us is is, is, is actually quite good, considering. But um, no, I agree with you, Colin. He, he didn't mean that. No. <laughs> he, he certainly had the dugout all in stitches anyway. <laughs> they were all killing themselves. The way Roy McKay was laughing, I just imagine them like a wee, like Roy McKay taking Sakala under his wing, you know, giving the wee uh, knuckle rub on the head. Oh, what you like, eh? That's. Um, that's kind of how I see the, the Rangers turning ground. Um, David Park, come to you for the next ones. 
um, going back to the point that I made earlier where it's very hard to come off with no negatives in these types of games because the weight of the expectation for the fans is always sky high and probably rightly so. I mean, I've said before, as Rangers fans, we're never going to change. It's up to the team to live up to that. A player who's got a fair bit of, no stick, but I think fans are quite deflated with him. Scott Wright, um, he didn't, you know, he didn't do too much to impress. And when you're thinking with uh, the last few months that he's had, um, he needed a win here in terms of he needed a, a solid performance. Yeah, because when when we signed him uh, in, in the January window last year, and you know, obviously had the rest of the season, we were in the fortunate position that we were. We were mile on ahead, you know, we were streaking away from that other lot. So the, when he was introduced to the games, there wasn't pressure, where you know, to deliver. So he, he, he probably had the kind of the optimum window in which to introduce himself to Rangers, ease himself in, get used to what, that level of expectation. And to be honest, it looked quite encouraging. But I would have to say his, his appearances in this season, uh, no, it hasn't contributed enough for me. Uh, and a couple of times when and he has got through, and it just seems a lack of composure. He just maybe it's just he's super keen to to shine, and, and it's all kind of taken over him. So no, I, I, he didn't cover himself in glory, and this was a good opportunity to do. It. Obviously, the conditions weren't ideal, but you know the other ten Rangers players cope with just the the conditions. So. He doesn't really have that excuse. So, no, I was kind of, I wanted more from him. I thought he would have produced more. And and you see the contribution from other players. And Sakala, you know, as, as Mason's pointed out, he's a super enthusiastic. And I think sometimes his, his feet work faster than his brain because he's, it's a lack of coordination. But I think with a, a bit more experience, I think we'll see a bit more composure to Sakala's game, so I'm quite hopeful that he will end up a player. But in terms of uh, Scott Wright, no. Uh, if, if he's thinking that's going to get him a first-team game, you know, that level of performance, uh, you'll have to think again. I'm sure Gio told him that post-match. I, I think it's really really fitting that you bring, in, bring up Sakala there, because he's probably the polar opposite of Scott Wright, where Sakala is taking his chances when he gets them, and there are maybe fleeting moments, 20 minutes here and there, but he's having that impact and I think that's I've no doubt that Scott Wright can go and have a really decent career um, there is talent there, but the last few months when that right wing position, David Thomason, wasn't quite nailed down, that was his chance to to make the impact there, but you know, we've seen players are field able, even Ruth Sakala come in and play better there. Yeah, but I think even if you take the the young boys that come on, they outshone them in the last fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, the the, the even better than the, than than he was. And I think uh, no, it's Lowry. I, I think Lowry's miles in front of him. We never seen a lot of McCann. He was only on for about ten minutes, I think. But the 10 minutes he was on, he showed a really lot of class as well. Another player that we haven't mentioned uh, was a young Sokowski, or what is it, the Polish guy. thought he had a really, really good game as well. So that, it, all, it all looks good for the future. So Rangers 3, Anand 0, and we were drawn 
uh, we were drawn away to Dundee for the quarterfinal, which should be played on the weekend of the 12th of March. Um, we'll need to wait to see how Rangers and Celtic both get on in Europe uh, and the TV rights and stuff um, to see when the, the fixture will actually be played. So, Mason, um, as fans, we are, as far as I'm concerned, we are rightly critical of this Rangers side on the cup performance um, over the last few years and this will continue until they win a cup. It's, um, it's, the, only way, it's the only way we're going to go over it. Um, and me personally, this is probably where A, my optimism and B, my, I don't know, my, my, my hunger for Rangers to do well. I'd be really disappointed if Rangers didn't come away with a League and Cup double this year. I do. I have heard the argument that you know the the one million percent focus has to be in the league. Where are you standing with us? No, I agree with you a hundred percent. Our cup run, you know, since we've been back in the top flat, um, has been even before that. Obviously, losing the cup final when Warburton was in charge, it's been it's been really really poor. Um, I feel like last season was a missed opportunity to win a treble um, because. Yeah, we were unbelievable in the league, but them two games <clears throat> in the cup were were really, really disappointing. And we've had too many, too many nights like that, and too many performances uh, in the cup competitions. This season was another one, uh, Hibs as well. Um, it's just not good enough, really. And that I could, can't really criticise these players, as I said from from last season, um, what what they done, fifty five, brilliant. But I can with the cup football um, because. And until they win, until they win it, um, you know it's it's not good enough for a club like us not to. 2011, the last time we won uh, a cup, yeah, that's 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 nowhere near good enough. And I know we've been through what we've been through, but um, you know you can go back past last season and Hearts' performance um, when when they knocked us out and Aberdeen twice, um, cup final obviously against against uh, Celtic where we absolutely dominate. That's the most one-sided cup final I've ever seen. But we still got nothing to show for it. So, um, no, Dundee's a good draw. Dundee away, good draw. Um, but we need to we need to go and uh, need to go and win it. I hope these players have got you know got it in them to, to prove us, well, prove me wrong anyway. Because uh, yeah, it's not been good enough uh, in the cups. David Park, uh, Mason touched on it there. It's a decent draw, and I think out with having Dundee at Ibrox, um, you know that's. Was probably the most favourable draw we could have got, and I do need to caveat that with nothing's guaranteed, especially with this Rangers side <laughs> in the cup competitions. Well, the, when the draw was made last night, we know we're obviously just at ninety minutes of the D in front of us, you know, so we we know exactly uh, what we're coming up against. Uh, and Andrew think that there was too much there, which Geo should be worried about in terms of coming up against Dundee. Obviously, we'll be playing them at Dens Park, which but I've never seen anyone in the crowd score a goal, so we really shouldn't be too concerned about playing them at Dens Park for me. Uh, and you saw, I mean, what surprised me last night was the age of some of the D players. I mean, they, they look like schoolboys, as did some of the Peterhead players. So there's obviously a mix of, of youth and experience in that Dundee team, but I didn't see anything uh, there to be too concerned about. The concern for me in Rangers and, and, and Cup tournaments the last wee while has just been our attitude, and and which and the, the worst of all was the game at St Mirren last season in, in the League Cup quarter final when at that game we should have won that game all day long, and it, it was just the the team's attitude that 
We don't. We require to step up there to get that over the line. We should have beaten St Mirren all day long, you know. So I mean, and we've been caught. Obviously, Gerard had changed the team going to St Mirren and changed it, mixed things up a wee touch. You know, it's it's the League Cup. We're we're going well in the league, but uh, I don't think that uh, we shouldn't be running that excuse out anymore because we were only fifteen games away from a d- the double. So we've got twelve in the league and we've got three in the cup. So. 15, 15 games should not be on this, you know, in terms of applying ourselves properly. They do what's required and, and and expected of Rangers players. You know, and it's kind of getting back to, uh, you know, the, the difference which when Scott Wright comes on, sometimes the weight of expectation on that jersey, some players just crumble. They just, it just, they just can't handle it. And the good, good football players, Scott Wright's obviously a very smart young man, but in his head, he's thinking, you know, can I do it? Can I do this? So, and and we saw that, you know, when when Alex Lowry comes on, Charlie McCann comes on. Obviously, they're brimming with confidence, you know. But once they, so it was slightly different for them. But Scott Wright's, you know, had a few first team games. He's had the starts. He's now been put on to say, "Are you fit to wear a Rangers jersey?" That's essentially the question we're asking him. Are you a Rangers player or are you not? And you would have to say he's kind of fluffed his lines. So. But in terms of the cup competitions, uh, the application that we showed on Sunday, I, w- I would like to see that for the rest of that tournament. I think we'll do okay. But David, do you can you ever remember watching a Rangers Aberdeen game and thinking, "Oh, that guy Scott Wright, that was a brilliant player." I can never think it. Think of, thinking that. No, Did absolutely you? not, David. No, I didn't. I, I, he never I, I caught my eye. But you're hoping that the the scouting team at Ibrooks will see something there. Uh, and know a, a bit more detail about the guy to say, listen, there's there's development in this chap. They're all projects. As soon as you sign for Rangers, there's always that element of risk. Some will pass the test, some won't pass the test. And and you don't really get to find out until they put the jersey on and they cross the white line. That's when you find out who they are. See, just on the signing of Scott Wright, and David, I, I, totally, I totally agree with you. I don't remember too many times Scott Wright impressed when I watched Aberdeen and they put my hands up and say I don't regularly watch Aberdeen so that may be um, something to take into consideration but in terms of the signing while I wasn't you know it, it didn't have me phone in sick to work the next day because I was going out in the last to celebrate but I could understand um, I could understand it, maybe the thinking behind it low risk, low cost, it didn't cost us too much, he's young low wages so you know the reward if he improves and we sell him on at a high, you know it, it was kind of high risk um, low low danger if you like so what David was saying is I think it's, it's hard because I, I want every range player that signs for Rangers to be a success but they won't, I mean Brandon Barker's a um, you know I, I would have done anything for Brandon Barker to go and score 40 goals a season, just not because I, I like him as a person, just because that meant Rangers would have got an extra 40 goals but I think it's uh, it's just some of the, some players aren't they going to, aren't they going to crit it? I think what, what's more worrying at the moment is the form of Borna Barisic He's, he just seems to have went right downhill. His confidence just seems to be shattered. And I know he wasn't too bad on Saturday, but, I mean, we were playing against Sanin. It wasn't... Uh, it, the game before, he was just terrible at Ibrox. And he just seems to have... His confidence just seems to be shattered. don't know what you think about that. 
I think f- for me, um, it's probably the, the biggest dip in confidence we've seen in a wee while with Borna Barisic, but it's not the first time his confidence has dipped. And I think the the best runs that Barisic has went on um, has came off the back of him being almost at rock bottom. Where the difference now is, there's a there's a, a more fierce competitor for his space and Calvin Bassey, so that's going to be a completely different challenge. So I think it's um, how much game time he gets will depend on how how quickly he can pick himself up, confidence wise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Clearly, it's a confidence thing, but I think, and I could be dead wrong here, but it's just my own thoughts, are that, you know, we change his information. I don't think Borna is, is that receptive to it because clearly he's got himself in a groove Here's what works for me. Here's what I've had success at. Therefore, I want to continue to play like that. And then when you ask him to say, well, no, don't do that, Borna, do this, it's and it doesn't come off, then you th- he thinks, oh, he starts to doubt himself. And it's, you know, then he, then he's, he reverts to the easy option as we see him do, you know, when he when he starts the horseshoe nonsense. So I, I think it's, uh, it's about putting your arm around Borna, maybe, maybe you have to put your toe up his arse, whatever works to get him to, to get him to contribute the way he was contributing. So I'm just hoping that it's, it's going to be something as simple as that, is that we just have to, you know, bring him into a, a different, you know, set up with the team. Here's your role in that, Borna, and, uh, and, and, and you can contribute. You're a good player. Get back in there, do what you do best. And uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful that kind of Borna can turn around. Eh? He's, he's not going to become a shite player overnight. So there's, there's, there's no reasons for it. We just need to address what they are. Yeah, there's definitely talent there. Um, and I think the quicker he gets back to having the confidence, it's A, he'll either be playing well for Rangers or B, he'll be, he'll be challenging Calvin Bassett to be his best at his best level um, to take that shot off him. So, yeah, as I say, the quicker he, he can bounce back, the better. Um, just moving on to the, uh, what else has been happening this week. So, yesterday uh, was 10 years to the day that Craig White announced Rangers were going into administration. So, see for all the, the Tims that are listening, uh, you know, you can use that hard on. It's just uh, 
popped up to, I don't know, go find your sister or whatever, because um, it is something that, you know, there's <laughs> not going to be a woes me that we're talking about. I want to get your opinion on this, lads, um, just how, how you're feeling about it looking back um, uh, over the last 10 years. For me, um, going back to that day, 10 years on from that day, we were champions of Scotland, getting ready to play Borussia Dortmund in the latter stages of Europe, Mason. Um, so civil is that that moment in the video clips will always be. I can't even think of a time where I've been more proud of my club or the support and how we've come through it. Oh, it's been a been a journey, isn't it? Um, I've actually got a, a mad story about that day. Um, at the time, I was eighteen. Um, I played for Colchester United, um, and I was that day. I found out whether I got a pro contract or not. So I trained in the morning and then went to see the first team manager um, straight after, and he said, "Look." You won't be getting a pro contract, you know. Um, that that was it. So I was there for five, six years. So that that was obviously, you know, a big kicking the big kicking the balls. But I got home to my digs, packed my stuff up, turned Sky Sports News on, and then it was breaking news: Rangers going to administration. So it was just like, God, it was double whammy. Do you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, I think the Rangers won't hurt me more, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it's been a journey. I mean, even. You know, we won't go, I suppose we won't go through it all, but, the, you know, watching Rangers in the third division in Scotland and just, you know, just, just you know, just thinking about winning 55. And uh, last last season was, um, you know, celebrated for about a week after it. But I feel like we all deserved it. And um, it's mad to think now, yeah, we're going to play, you know, Bristol Dortmund on Thursday night. Um, probably the best team we've played for me since Man United in 2011, I think. Um, so it'll be a big test, but the players have got to go enjoy it. You know what I mean? They've they've worked hard for 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 this over the last few years in Europe, and um, you know Gio's come in and managed to to get the two goals against uh, Sparta to get us through. So you know nothing to fear. I just hope we can take the the game back to back to Ibrox. Um, you know we you know we don't want to go out there and get a bit of a hiding. Um, you know we want to make sure that we're still in the game coming back to Ibrox and. Uh, you never know. Um, we've seen what Ibrox can be like on a European night, so uh, let's hope they, they get a good result on Thursday. The thing for me, I think, is that nobody's ever paid for it that, that, that it happened. White get away with it. Um, Duff and Duff get away from it. Get away with it. Murray get away with it. Everybody, nobody, and nobody knows the real story. What actually happened? How much did Murray know? Did Murray know White before? All these stories are coming out. Uh, are they not coming out? But that, that's an unfortunate thing. There would be, would, I mean, it won't, I know it won't help to know, but at least we would be able to um, put a, put it in a place where we, where we can sort of a pick the bones of it and move on. But, well, the only way we can move on now is, is start winning in the field, get back into Europe and playing teams like Dortmund, uh, teams like Porto, all these kind of teams. And, yeah, just put it behind us. But I still wish... That somebody would have to pay for what for what happened to us. David, I, I I was thinking like that. You know, someone's going to pay you. You know, hurt us, we'll hurt you. And it's taken all this time to go through all that. We've had court cases. Uh, Craig White, who you don't have to be, you know, a Philadelphia lawyer to work out that Craig White's a complete shyster. You know, but we've come through all of that. You know, we've got the team, we've got the club back sorted. So I'm, I've kind of moved away from the, the retribution thing to more say, do you know what? Let's just focus on what we can control. Get the club sorted, 
get the get the best team we can on the pitch. That's where we will hurt them most. Get the let's get Rangers back to where we, we Rangers belong. And and you know we're doing that. You know because and it's summed up this week. You know we're off to to play Dortmund in, in the knockout. You know in a European competition. You know we're obviously up against a formidable opponent. But you know from all of that, you know that my I, I think I blanked out some of that stuff because it was just uh, so painful. The, the, the stakes were so high. Rangers, what Rangers will not be playing again. I mean, it was it was bloody. This was head in the oven stuff. So the fact that we've come out of that, which started, you know, in the August of 2012 when we played East Fife at Ibrox, we'd all trotted ourselves off there. Beautiful sunny day. And they had to, uh, I was there with my boy. Uh, and I've, to be honest, that day I've never seen so many grown men cry because when the Rangers team came out and we everyone it dawned on us then that Rangers had a team on the pitch that and you know we were in we were lower than a snake's belly, but we were still in the game. So and it, and from that, you know, we've obviously taken till now, till last season, which is why fifty five was so special, because that was the right that was the ultimate get it right fucking up you moment. You know, to say we have look, look where we are now. Look, look what you tried to do to us. You fucked that up, and we're back. So that I would be uh, concentrating all my energy on 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 taking taking them apart on the field. And I I, I can't agree more. It is so poetic. Just what Mason was saying there. That, um, that well, I think it's so poetic that this anniversary falls in the same week as Dortmund because Mason said you never know what could happen if we get a half decent result or don't go too far behind you don't know what could happen at Ibrox and if if that sounds far too optimistic look at where we were look, the the whole country that governors uh, a whole country is going to take us down over nine years and stop us winning 55 I'll be fucked if I'm going to if I'm going to write us off um, over a two-leg tie in Europe after that. I mean, if if we can be that, we, we can be anything, absolutely. Well, I definitely. Sorry, on you go. So it takes us back to, you know, because I remember when, when we were going through the, the mire and, and they were in the discussions of the SAFA and obviously some people were having a field day because, you know, we've got Rangers on the end of a stick here, let's say. We've waited so long for this moment to get them, so they had their their foot on our throat, uh, and and you know it was the the resistance shown by the the Rangers fans, you know, and and the, the loyalty because it was never probably an issue for for any of us really because when you think about it, maybe it was an easy decision that we'll always be Rangers, and you know we'll go to the third division, and and we'll turn out. And I remember when on Sky Sports which must have cut them to the core, when it was the, the, the attendance at Ibrox was 49,000, and then they showed the attendance at every other game in Scotland, which didn't even get to 49,000. So there was more at Ibrox than in every other ground in Scotland combined. And, I, and you knew those those days, you know, that you will never beat us. Never. Didn't they have a campaign back then as well to, to try and sell out all the, stadia, uh, the stadiums yeah. that, around that time? So they, yeah, they were giving out free tickets and you know saying our oh, Rangers ain't here no more, so we're going to go and sell stadium. It was just start. Oh, it's embarrassing, isn't it? No. Yeah, well, why Will said that it was costing Celtic ten million pound per per season. 
that when Rangers drop down. So I mean, it, it's all the Celtic supporters they can say what they like, but it costs Celtic a fortune as well. And hopefully, the, once we're back up, it would be great if we could win the league this year, take Champions League money, and then it would it would really put us on a parity with them. But it wouldn't. I was re, I was watching the websites this afternoon. Had a lot of people saying it will be ten years if we we'll lose the league this year. It'll be ten years. No, it won't. We've been behind before, and we've beat them. We've won the league last year. We were we, we should have lost the league last year as well, but we didn't. Rangers, Rangers, and Rangers supporters. We've got a a, a way of when the going gets tough, the tough get going, and that's that. That really for me. Uh, says Rangers teams and Rangers supporters. Uh, that um, that comment that you were talking about, where people are saying, oh, if we lose a week, it'll be 10 years until we can challenge again. We were demoted three divisions and it didn't even take us 10 years. So, again, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a cheerleader, listeners, but oh, gee, <laughs> if that doesn't kill us, then what the fuck will? So... Moving into the uh, Thursday night then, uh, David Thomason, I'll stick with you if you don't mind, um, you are our um, European correspondent if you don't mind me saying so, um, Rangers coming over to Germany, uh, playing a, a Dortmund team who aren't in the greatest of form, but they are still Borussia Dortmund, they're still a European giant, what's the, what's the consensus in, in Germany, have you seen much? No, well, I haven't really seen an awful lot. I, I just heard tonight I, I, I was I wouldn't be getting a ticket, so I was pretty disappointed at that. I was supposed to be going to the Dortmund end, but obviously they've not got they're not letting in full crowds there, so they they won't have a it won't be a full stadium. Um, so that that should help Rangers as well, uh, because when you've got eighty thousand people uh, screaming at you, then uh, then it might be quite daunting. Um, as far as I know, Haaland won't be playing for a while, so he's fell out. Um, and as you say, they've not they've not been really that great this year. So I I, I would really be surprised. I think if for me, uh, Ryan Jack, if we can get Ryan Jack back in, get a really our strongest midfield out, um, and bring back Hellander, I, I'll, I'll agree with you. Although he's not my favourite, but I'll agree with you if he's fit, he has to play. And I really, I really think we can give them a go, and hopefully, if we can keep it tight there, get them back to Ibrox. No, then Rangers can beat anybody at Ibrox. So, just to ask you, um, you mentioned the strongest midfield there. Who would you have in with with Ryan Jack? Um, you know, it's is I think for me, Aribo has to play. Um, it's probably just what combination. Where does Aribo play out as part of the midfield three behind Morelos? So, who would you have? in the midfield just to interest. For me, that's a, probably the trickiest decision right now. Yeah, well, yeah, Aribo's got to play. And Landstrom's got to play, I think. He's been he's been on top notch the last few days. I must admit, I was hoping they were going to sell him a few weeks ago. But he's certainly the last two two weeks, he's, he's starting to show um, that, that he is a good player and that he can do it. But I, I, I think there might, be, might have been something with his fitness in the... The the beginning because I used to say um, yeah Lansom when it when he when he has to turn it takes him five rows into the Sandy's Charden stand to turn and but he seems to have sorted that out now he seems to be be, be far quicker far leaner far better and no I, I would certainly have have him in it um, then uh, well the way um, 
Ahmed played. I, I don't. I, I didn't like him being stuck out in the wing when he when he played out in the wing because he, he sort of looked lost. And well, I think you've got your Kent in the in the left hand side anyway. That's uh, that's for sure. And yeah, yeah, Ahmed's about the only one you can have out in the right. I think so. Yeah, I think you probably be there. Mason, I think maybe uh, an option, depending on how Rangers want to set up, could be Scott Arfield um, as one of the three alongside Morelos and Kent. And you know Alfredo Morelos, uh, bad in disaster, has got on to play. And I think how Rangers perform on um, Thursday, a big part might be down to him. But So, thoughts on Arfield and thoughts, how confident are you? Um, do you know what? I'm going to go against... I've got... I know it's a big week for us playing Dortmund. I've got Sunday in my head as the bigger game, though. So I wouldn't play Jack Thursday. I'd try and get him 20, 20, 25 minutes and save him for Sunday. And another one, I'm, the last couple of days I've been thinking about is Arfield. With his energy, I'm not sure I'd play him Thursday either. Um, now, I don't think Gio would do that. I think Gio would be completely different. He'll play his strongest team and he'll deal with Sunday as it comes. But I feel Arfield, the way he plays, especially where he's been playing off the right a little bit, He's been linking up with Morelos really well. And when I did see him out on the right, uh, on, on the team sheet, I think it was the Hearts game, I thought, why is he playing Arthur right wing? But he didn't. He played sort of inside a little bit. And he's linked up with Morelos really well there. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think he'll play Thursday. Um, but I personally would save him for Sunday uh, along with Jack. But um, just on Lundstrom, I think the biggest thing with Lundstrom, I, I probably owe him a, an apology as well. Deadline day, I, I wanted him sold. Um, but I kind of sat here and thought about it and thought, he's playing for Sheffield United last season in a team that was losing every week that didn't have the ball. He's then come to us who have 80% of the ball every game in a, in a slightly different role. Maybe I, I'm guilty of it, of writing off a player a little bit too quick. We said about Scott Wright um, and I said, I'll give him time because everything was brilliant last season. We're, we're winning the league. Um, but now I've seen him this season and I want him to kick on and he's not kicking on, I'm straight away going, he's one in the summer that we've got to trade in. I think it's probably not just me as supporters, we we demand a lot, but I think with Lundstrom, with, with the, the reported wages he was on, and maybe he did just need time to settle into to Rangers because he, he said himself, being at a club that Rangers is, is nothing like his experience before and he's played in the Premier League. I think sometimes we've got to cut him a little bit of slack, but biggest thing for him, he's got to keep up the consistency. Um, and, and we need to see it more. It's all right doing it for a couple. He needs to keep going. But look, I, I don't really fear Dortmund too much for the other. I think we've got to go out there with that attitude that, you know, we, we deserve to be here. We've proved in this uh, competition that we're good enough to be here. Just for me, it's just important, we, as I said earlier, we stay in the tie um, and, and we take it back to Ibrox. They're, I don't think their stadiums, as David said, it's not full, is it? So we can get them back to Ibrox. We're going to have 50 odd thousand there. So that could play a big, big uh, part. But um, look, as I said, I, I don't want to downplay it, but Sunday for me is the, the bigger game, which sounds mental. <laughs> so. I know your game. Just downplay that fixture so forget it. It's like, ah, I wasn't interested anyway. Um, uh, can I kid a kid or Mason? Davy Pollock, round us off with your thoughts on the lineup and how Thursday <clears throat> will go. Well, I'm hoping that. I mean, we're going to play 4-3-3, but I'm I'm hoping that, you know, with the team selection, it's going to be closer to a 4-4-2 so that we can get bodies into midfield, you know. So I'm thinking, you know, in, in Lundstrom, Kamara, Arfield, and either Ramsey or Aribo to kick off, you know, with a, so that we could get bodies in midfield. Because I think 
Dortmund are going to have the majority of the ball here. So I think more bodies in midfield. But Arfield, if, if he's uh, on, will have the ability to get up and join Kent Morelis, you know, when, when, when we are in possession, breaking forward. So I'm hoping that we're, you know, what. Still on the tie at the end of the game, so if that means that we 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 just take a wee notch back in terms of being a wee bit more conservative, then you know I would be happy to go with that. We're we're playing against Borussia Dortmund here. These guys are a second in the Bundesliga. You know, there's, they have the ability to dis, to destroy us. But um, I'm hoping that the, the Rangers, with the players that, that, that we've got, we've, we do have genuine quality in our squad. So I'm hoping that uh, that will be reflected on Thursday night. We could, as Mason has said, bring it back to Ibrox, and the, the tie is still alive. You know, get and we'll get the <clears throat> let the the blue wall do its, its job. The blue sea, you mean the blue sea? <laughs> um, can I just say? Can I just? I, I think um, it's too important a game to not play your strongest team. I think we've got to play it because there's a lot of money. Uh, in the, the, the Europa League, if, if, we go, if we could go further, I mean, you're talking about, if, if you fill Ibrox, you're talking about a, a million or two million. If you're talk, uh, you're, plus the fact the money in the tournament's far better. And I, I think it's I think you've got to put the strongest team and try and get a result over the two legs, obviously. Uh, I think Mason's right, regardless of what we all think. I don't see Van Bronckhorst playing... Um, Playing McCann, King, and Lowry in the starting eleven on um, Thursday, he will play a strong team. For me, just kind of similar to what everybody's saying. I think we need that energy up the front three, um, especially because well, it's going to be a game where we see less of the ball than we'd like to. So I think when we do get the chances, we need to break with pace and break with energy. And I think Morelos, the way he he's been playing, will do that. I feel shown how well he can link up and Kent as much as I do want to choose can clip his ear at times these are the games where you, you you can't dare risk not having him in just for what he can do so I think that's as good a time as any to finish up for this week boys um, what we'll do as always I'll ask you to say your goodbyes and put you on the spot for a prediction so first of all David Thomason thank you very much for joining us ok thanks for having me um, as a prediction I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw, hopefully, with a lot of hope. <laughs> I would take it, I would take it. Mason, always a pleasure, never a chill, mate. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on again, mate, appreciate it. Uh, David, thank you. Um, uh, it's a tough one, isn't it, Thursday? Um, I, was, I was just thinking there's no away goals as well, so I'd be absolutely delighted if we got a 1-0. I'm going to go with David, I'm going to go 1-0. Davey P, thanks very much for joining us again. Um, never, never tired of hearing any of the tales you've got, uh, whether they're past or present. What's your prediction for Thursday? Well, here's a big tall tale. <laughs> I, I think we could uh, we could hold them out on Thursday, so I'm going to go z- keep the zero, uh, and it'll be a zero zero. Bring bring it back to Ibrox. The game's still alive. I'll be delighted, but. Uh, that would mean it's going to be a lot of hard work, but hey ho, just time to roll our sleeves up. We, as long as our defence has a good game, you know, I, I think Balligan, if, if he's fit and he's introduced, he's back on Thursday. It's going to be key because if if we're forced to play Bassey and then you know and, and 
Barisic, whose confidence is on the floor, will be a different defence. So I'm, I'm praying that uh, to all things holy that Leon Barlingan is going to be uh, in that team. Defence is going to be absolutely crucial. Hopefully with a, a three-stroke four-man midfield, we, we need to be able to win the ball and, and retain possession. Because uh, we saw at the old firm game what happens when we retain possession for about 10 seconds. It just, it just keeps, it's relentless. It just keeps straight back at you. So I'm hoping for 0-0. Zero, zero. So thanks very much for joining us, listeners. I'm going to be a wee bit more optimistic than my, uh, my panel tonight. We've, if we can go for Brighton to Borussia Dortmund, we can fucking get a result. 1-0 Rangers, heard it here first. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll speak to you next week when I'll probably make myself look like an absolute fanny. Take care, we are the people. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.